Good morning, y'all. This is Bud Elliott with the Nolcast, and just wanted to drop a little Boston College preview on you here. Uh, Florida State sitting at four and five on the year. This is the first game uh, this season without Willie Taggart, who has been fired. Coach Odell Higgins will take over as the interim, and uh, going to be a chilly game in Chestnut Hill as Florida State will go play a nooner. Uh, temperature looking like it'll be in the high 30s. Uh, no snow expected, though, so that's good. Uh, may dip into the low 40s, so uh, potentially a, a better uh, forecast than was expected uh, early in the week when it looked like you could have some snow and maybe some temps in the low 30s. Not conditions that I think if you're Florida State you really want to go play in, but uh, probably the most ideal of conditions relative to the, the fact that you do have to go play. <laughs> at Boston College. Before we get into this, I want to thank our sponsors. This is an abbreviated episode. It will not be the, you know, the full hour. Um, I want to thank Louisiana Hot Sauce, Madison Social, Resolution Home Loans, it's 844-FSU-LOAN, and also Travis Johnson, board-certified family law attorney. Reach Travis at 850-435-9919. Okay, so let's, let's go ahead and get into this. Florida State kind of reeling off, off the loss to Miami, certainly Boston College, uh, buoyed by by the nice win over um, uh, over Syracuse that they had. Of course, I mean we we've seen uh, before what happens when you beat Syracuse. It may give you a little false confidence, and uh, I'm sure the Boston College podcasters are telling their listeners, much like we did, "Hey, Syracuse is is real bad. Uh, I wouldn't take you know a whole lot away from this game." Um, the prior game, of course, uh, Boston College lost at Clemson, 50 to seven. They've also uh, lost against Louisville, they lost against Kansas, and uh, they, they lost against Wake Forest. Uh, they did beat NC State, uh, just like Florida State did, and they won at Rutgers and uh, beat Richmond and Virginia Tech, which is not very good this year. So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is an interesting game here. BC has not beat a team of FSU's caliber yet this year, uh, but yet Florida State has also you know, not exactly been a world beaters this year. Um, in my power ratings, I have Florida State rated uh, slightly higher than Boston College, um, but not enough to, uh, to to feel like they should be favored on the road. Um, hard to predict here what's going to happen as far as team mentality coming out for Odell. The last time that Odell was the interim head coach, they came out and they played very well for him, albeit against some you know some subpar uh, competition for the most part. And uh, we'll have to see here. What happens? Okay, so Florida State's offense against Boston College's defense. Let, let, let's start with potentially the good news here. FSU's offense has really looked like uh, look look pretty poor uh, in, in in recent weeks. I think most of that, honestly, is just the the offensive line getting exposed and, and to some extent the quarterback getting exposed. It'll be interesting to see how this offense uh, works with, without Willie Taggart here. Um, and, and I don't mean that from the the meddling standpoint. I, I simply mean that from the standpoint of, you know, will will it still operate at the same tempo when you have a, a defensive interim head coach? Will, will, will they still go fast? I know the last time that Odell was the interim head coach, they actually did go a lot faster because the team felt more comfortable doing so and they were playing, you know, w with such a governor on them uh, from the previous staff. And we also don't know exactly what's going to happen with quarterback. I think this is an interesting game for that. So, Florida State's offense rates 58th nationally, and that, that's including all the poor recent performances. However, uh, Florida, or Florida State is facing a defense that literally rates 
100th nationally. It's the almost the worst defense in the ACC. I think Syracuse may have plummeted below them uh, in recent weeks. Why is Boston College's defense rated 100th in the nation? Well, let's take a look at this. Uh, first of all, they allow a lot of big plays, uh, particularly in the run game. Boston College is one is 112th in allowing rushing explosiveness. That's that's pretty bad. Um, they and, and why is that? So I actually watched some Boston College games in, in, in prep for this this morning, and I, I didn't watch them that much on a down to down basis, but I did watch some, and, th- and then I pulled up the highlights and said, okay, I'm seeing what's happening here. BC is very much about trying to take the, the runaway on early downs. And as such, they, they like to get a lot of guys within the line of scrimmage to, to stop the run. They're actually pretty good in taking away the run on a down-to-down basis, right? They're 11th in stuff rate. Their success rate rushes against 36th, so pretty good there. But 112th in rushing explosiveness allowed. Now, the thing is, when you have a lot of guys up close to the line of scrimmage, you know, you, you pinch your backers up, that, that, that type of thing. If you miss, those defenders now have poorer angles to tackle the ball carrier. And so he can be off to the races. Boston College's secondary is also uh, not that athletic. So they're, they're not making a whole lot of tackles down the field. BC allows a lot of runs um, to the house. So that's something interesting to watch in this game. But they do do a good job, for the most part, of taking away the run on a down-to-down basis. You're probably not going to be able to pound Boston College for four yards a clip on first down. Um, just just saying there. Now, here's the, here's the flip thing. Because BC is so intent on taking away the run, and because their secondary is also not that athletic, they play their secondary back, okay, for the most part. They're actually 126th. In passing down success, or excuse me, in passing success rate. So you can consistently pass the football against Boston College with success. A lot of that success comes in the short to intermediate range. They're not typically giving up the huge deep ball quite like like you think they would with some of the athletes they have in the secondary. Um, now, off play action, if you do have some run success, I think they're vulnerable there. I think you can attack the safeties a little bit. Uh, but overall, I mean, they are 113th in passing uh, completion rate allowed. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty serious right there. I mean, BC allows 65% completions against. So they're very much an allow the completion and tackle you type team. If Florida State is going to create explosive plays against Boston College through the passing game, it is most likely going to need uh, to either go max protect and catch them in a blitz, right, or uh, to to make somebody miss after an underneath throw. BC's not that bad of a tackling team, but they still do allow some explosive plays. I mean, through the pass game, they're actually 89th uh, in that, and they really have not faced that many great offenses as far as uh, allowing explosive plays. Uh, So if you can pop a run for, for big yardage, that's awesome. You should be able to consistently throw the football underneath against Boston College. That, that takes a lot of uh, a lot of patience and a lot of quarterback and receiver being on the same page, though, if, if you're going to bleed them to death on that kind of stuff. It's also a great opportunity for tempo, right? If you are a team that can tempo BC, uh, I, I think you could have some success here. 
simply because, all right, you, you get, you know, four or five yard completion. Okay, you're up to the line quickly. BC's not able to dial up as complex of blitzes, perhaps. That That's some things that, that can help you out there. Um, so I think you have a real opportunity to play this game with tempo if you can be consistent with the underneath passing game, especially on early downs. Um, another good thing here that is really probably pretty good for FSU's offensive line, uh, BC does not get to the quarterback really at all. Uh, they are 122nd in sack rate in the nation. I mean, that is that is horrendous. They're, they're not about sacking the passer. Um, part of that, I think, is style, but part of that is also uh, talent. They lost a lot of players off their defense to the NFL. If you recall how bad the Syracuse offensive line was, and you remember all the sacks Florida State got against it, um, BC only got three sacks against Syracuse in 40-plus dropbacks. So that's you know, that's definitely something to uh, to consider there. So you can oh also you can convert uh, you can convert third downs against this defense, and in fact you because of the lack of pass rush, you can actually convert third and longs against this defense. Here's your stat: Boston College's defense on third and long, their success rate is 121st in the nation. They're actually giving up third and long uh, success at a 33% clip, which is pretty amazing. Um, so, all right. Look, I think Florida State should be able to score um, some points in this football game, in, in, in my opinion, at least. Now, the other side of the ball, Florida State's defense against Boston College's offense. Oh, I, I should probably give you a, a defensive name to know here. Uh, Mike Palmer is, is that name, or excuse me, Max, Max Richardson. Mike Palmer's not bad either, the, the, the DB, but Richardson is the linebacker for them. If you watch it, he's all over the field. Um, he has 15 and a half havoc plays, 21 and a half run steps. He, he's the guy who, who they funnel everything to. I mean, he has 71 tackles. The, the next guy on the team has 50. So a, a real dude to watch for out there, six foot, 230. Um, he actually has as many tackles for loss as their next five guys. Uh, combined, it looks like. So definitely some something to watch for there. Boston College's offense this year, switching gears now, has actually been excellent. Uh, they're 25th in the country. I mean, maybe not excellent, but let's just call it very good. Uh, Florida State's defense, 57th. Hey, FSU's defense finally uh, finally surpassed its, uh, um, its defensive rate or its offense, probably because the offensive line is, is now playing to its uh, – to its, to its talent level. Okay, Boston College, much like Florida State, also runs very aggressive tempo. They're actually second in the nation in adjusted pace metric, which is pretty interesting. They want to run the ball uh, almost all the time. They are sixth in run percentage on standard downs and actually 24th in passing downs. So they'll actually run a good amount of draws on passing downs, um, but sixth on standard downs. For the most part, Boston College is going to give you a run on an early down. That's going to be very important here in this game to understand their, their tendency. Okay, so uh, BC is very efficient on a down-to-down basis, right? They're, they are more efficient than they are explosive this year uh, with, with the Syracuse game last week accepted, and, and Syracuse's defense is, is very bad. Okay, they can... Uh, they have a good offensive line. They really want to pound the rock. 
Um, they have A.J. Dillon, who's, who's an excellent back, especially for, for you know, by college standards. And they, they are a very heavy jet sweep team, right, where they, they use a lot of that jet motion. This is a major concern of mine in this game going into it, right? Florida State's defense is not very good at setting the edge, right? They're, they're actually, or they were, pretty good in the middle back when they had Marvin Wilson and a healthy Corey Durden. Uh, Wilson's out for the season now with the hand surgery Florida State announced on uh, on Thursday. And uh, and Durden, um, not, not convinced he's healthy there. So we'll have to see how Florida State does in the interior. But... Um, you know, this the the edge edge running has been a concern for Florida State for several games now. Uh, in fact, for the couple before Clemson too, it's something I think most teams have seen on film. Florida State really lacks a, a quality edge defender to uh, to set the edge, and teams have successfully used that jet motion uh, to widen that defender too much to create angles. And Florida State's backers are not that athletic uh, to to really do much about it. So that that was a definitely a concern of mine going into this game before. Marvin Wilson went out, and uh, it's it's hard to see uh, it's hard to see Boston College not having uh, some some rushing success in this game on a consistent basis. They they should be able to control the line of scrimmage, in my opinion, uh, and uh, and be able to run the ball um, not only between the tackles but also because of the jet sweep motion, which helps to widen uh, those those defensive ends for FSU. Uh, should probably be able to run the ball between the hashes fairly well. If Florida State has any any shot at stopping this, they're going to need Robert Cooper to have a really big game. They're going to need Durden to have a big game, and they're going to need the backups for Marvin Wilson, who I assume will be Dennis Briggs, but True Thompson will probably also play some uh, to to have a big game. You know, do you, do you think that's going to happen? Mm, doubtful, right? BC is is thirteenth in rushing success rate, twenty um, fourth in marginal efficiency running the ball. That's like they're very good at that. If you're Florida State, you, you do need to sell out to stop the to stop the run here. Um, but here's the thing: BC does not hit that many explosive runs, so you, I'm not saying you don't need to worry about that, but you don't need to worry about that, you know, quite as as much. You need to you need to try to find ways to get tackles for loss or you know stops for zero. Or more importantly, here give Boston College looks where you basically dare them into passing the football. And the key here is that Boston College, they don't have their starting quarterback, and they haven't had him for a couple games now. The backup is uh, Dennis Grossell or Grossel. Not really sure how to say it. Uh, but he's a 41% passer on the year. He had a good week last week against Syracuse. He went 8 of 10. But, look, BC doesn't really complete passes on air sometimes. So if you're Florida State, like I already said, you need to take away – the run really at all costs, because otherwise you'll just lose the game regardless of what they do passing the football. If you can get up early in this game, that'd be great, but I don't expect BC you know, to, to just abandon the run. You need to be cautious about the deep shots in the play-action game. Certainly an, an issue there. So if you're going to be trying to take away the run and you're going to be trying to take away some of the deep shots, every defense allows something, right? It, it, it's, a, it, it's a game of give and take. So, what what will you allow? I think you're going to allow some of the quote unquote easier underneath throws to to see if Grossel and, and this receiving core can actually hit them. 
Maybe he can, but so far his track record, I I know it's only 70 throws and he's a former walk-on, it doesn't really suggest that, that he can on a consistent basis. So if I'm Florida State, I'm probably loading the box as much as I can and then playing a good amount of cover three here, playing off with with my corners and my DBs and, and seeing if Boston College, A, will take the bait to throw the ball on early downs, maybe it will, uh, and B, if it can actually uh, do so with any consistency. Boston College, uh, they're, they're only 63rd in passing success rate, right? And they're only 115th in completion rate, and that is with those numbers in, include the uh, uh, the completions that, that they made when they had their starting quarterback. So I have some skepticism there about their ability to do this. If you're Florida State and you can bait them into throwing the ball on early downs, you, you might have a shot to to hold this thing, you know, under 40 points. Uh, BC has been putting up. I mean, they, they've scored 58 against Cuse, 45 against NC State, um, 41 or excuse me, 39 against Louisville. Uh, actually, only 24 against Wake Forest. That was a really, really weird game. They probably should have won. Um, 24 against Kansas. That was kind of a strange night. 30 against Rutgers. Uh, but, you know, that that would be my, my plan there. Um, BC does hit explosive pass plays. That's about the only real thing in the passing game that, that they do very well. Uh, they're 16th in passing explosiveness. Now you might say that, but that includes the, you know, the passing done by the previous guy, and that, that's fair, and that's true. However, I would reference uh, the 16.7 yards per completion uh, that Grossel is having. So uh, he's really not having a ton of yards per throw, but when he does connect, it's typically uh, a big play. So again, loaded up to try and stop the run without allowing the, the, you know, the huge deep shots, give up the underneath stuff if he can actually hit it. If he hits it consistently, then you're going to have to change your game plan. But, I mean, because you'll start getting confidence, the offense will start rolling a little bit, especially because they play with pace. But make him, make him prove that he can actually hit these throws because I'm, I'm not you know, entirely sure um, that he can. NC State, he, he really wasn't, you know, like – that great against them. Six of 15 for 103 yards. I mean, no picks, but still the, the Clemson game, he, you know, he had some struggles certainly. Uh, but like, it's not just the Clemson game that he, you know, was, was playing poorly in. Um, against Louisville, he was nine of 24 for 111. Um, so if you get Boston College backed up, I, th- th- then I think you can really, you can really do some stuff. Um, uh, they have what, what I would say is an unsustainable success rate on third and long. They're actually 16th in the nation. And the reason I think this is unsustainable is that their third and medium rate, they're 126th converting that. So one of these things is not like the other, right? I'm a little skeptical uh, that Boston College with this back quarterback is good in third and long. So if you can get some run stops on early downs, if you can get some incomplete passes, on the short and intermediate stuff, uh, which I know, like, what are your chances of getting those? It sounds weird, but, I mean, they don't always hit those, right? Um, or you could also go with the idea, hey, our only chance to win is to sell out against the run and hope they miss those deep shots. Okay, that's that's fair, too. It's a little more, little riskier, but I think that's, uh, I think that's certainly possible uh, that, that uh, 
that could happen. So uh, let me see here. Um, okay, we already talked about AJ Dillon. He's really a load to bring down. Somebody that you don't want to you don't really want to play in a phone booth there. Um, the receivers Kobe White and Zay Flowers are uh, are not super consistent, but they they have some deep speed, so they, they, they can get on you. The one thing I'm interested in seeing in this game here, and this is something I haven't heard any other media talk about, but so their tight end Hunter Long went down against Syracuse, and I'm I'm a little I'm not really sure what else Boston College has at tight end. They were already without Danny Dalton and uh, Korab Idrizi. I guess we're gonna we're gonna pronounce that. Probably mispronounce that. So you're missing you know a couple of your your tight ends against Syracuse. Chris Garrison is already out for the year. I only see one other tight end on on the Boston College roster, and that's tight end Jake Burt. So I'm kind of like I I don't know what they're going to do at tight end if Hunter Long can't go. And I do think that if BC's offense um, is without all those tight ends, you know, they, they really could be in in a bit of a, you know, in a little bit of hurt here. I, I'm not convinced that, uh, um, that like, that they have anybody else. And so just, just see if Hunter Long plays. I haven't seen any practice reports out of Boston College this week. I'm not actually sure that anybody – covers BC on a weekly basis. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe the Boston Globe or something uh, does. But I, I have not found any practice report on Hunter Long this week. Uh, so, anyway, uh, prediction time. I, uh, I I looked at this. Both teams running tempo. I, I'm assuming that Florida State will continue to run tempo. Um, maybe they won't, but my, my guess is that, that they will. Um I don't think Boston or Florida State's in a good position to stop Boston College's run game here. Uh, they're they're very good at not allowing explosive rushes, but other than that, you know, FSU's run run defense has not been uh, all that great in recent weeks. Uh, I, don't, I don't really count Syracuse game. Um, you know, Miami they actually did a decent job stopping Miami's run on, on the down and down base, but I think part of that was you know Miami's offensive line is is rather poor. Uh, I've been on a bit of a hot streak betting either on or against Florida State. Uh, we had Clemson in the first half. We had Florida State early in the week when we got the points against Wake, which ended up cashing. And uh, uh, and then obviously last week we, we said to take uh, to take Miami. I did lose taking Syracuse. So been fairly good in recent weeks with that. Um, I went ahead and took Boston College plus the two here on Sunday. If you watch my Twitch show, twitch.tv slash Banner Society, for the live gambling on Sunday, uh, you can get some really good value there. The line is now, I think, Boston College minus two and a half. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Boston College 38, Florida State 34. I would love to be wrong on that and maybe see uh, maybe see Florida State go to a bowl. If they get this one, they're obviously going to go, uh, go bowling. I don't think it's totally out of the question that they do, but the Marvin Wilson injury is pretty big to me. I mean, you're talking about losing the most important guy uh, who could have helped you stop what they do uh, well offensively. And uh, for, for that reason, I'm I'm going to predict a lot of points in this game. I also played the over 63 in this, and uh, we'll, we'll be adding that to the uh, to the column as well on Banner Society. So 38-34, Boston College. Um, but look, confidence level in this is not extreme because of all the turnover and turmoil at Florida State this week. 
who knows what's going to happen with that. And they could come out and just totally lay down. They could come out and play inspired. I really don't know what's going to happen. So with that, uh, hope to see everybody. I think Ingram is going to have the instant reaction on this one. And uh, yep, I will see you all next week. Take care.